0: Welcome to Smarter Business Finance podcast, episode 11. My name is Dustin Tappen. I'm one of the account managers here.
1: And I'm Andrea Brooks, I'm one of the account managers as well.
0: You know what I wanted to talk today about? I wanted to talk about, you know that one annoying friend that like, when you have a job and they're blowing you up, like, hey, introduce me to your boss, Mm -hmm. get me in there, get me in there.
1: Oh yeah, of course.
0: But low key, you're telling yourself, I don't know if I wanna get that person in there because one, I know you too well, and I think maybe you might get me fired. Mm, mm -hmm. (laughs) Or you just think maybe, you know, the company you work for, you know their standards, and you know that your friend isn't going to do that. So, you know, you're the one of two people. You want to tell your friend, like, honestly, you're not going to work out there. Or you're going to get them that job and let you risk your own reputation getting that person hired at your job.
1: That's a rock and a hard place.
0: (laughs) Exactly. So what do you do? And I think that, you know, depending on, how much you value your reputation Mm -hmm. to your establishment that you work for is how you react to that situation and i've been in this spot before and i've actually referred people and it's blown up in my face so now i'm kind of like eh, i don't know but then i did have a friend that was really really on top of his game and he asked me for a referral one time and so I did end up referring him, and he ended up doing very, very well at the company, and it made me look good. Right. So then I was torn, and I'm like, you know what, I guess it really, you just kind of got to feel out the situation, because first I was completely anti, yeah, and then I'm like, you know what, maybe it could work out. I don't know if you've ever had that happen to you before, but that's my experience.
1: I think we've all had that. I mean, and it's funny that you bring that up, because that's the topic of today, right, is um, our lenders and being able to build relationships with our vendors and being able to build relationships with lenders and not um, jeopardize their reputation because reputation is very important, not only to the customer, but also to dealerships and vendors and businesses because everyone, at the end of the day, everyone's trying to feed their family.
0: I think it is for sure full circle, right? Because the last thing you want to do is, you know, you're you're reaching out to these vendors and you're trying to build a relationship and cultivate a Mm -hmm. relationship with them. And you know, in the back of their mind, they're thinking like, you know, well, why, why, why do I want to, what, what does this guy got? Or what does this girl got that makes me feel comfortable enough to send my client to them? Are mm-hmm. they in good hands? Are they going to make me look good? Are they going to make my company look good? Are they going to blow this up and make us look horrible? Right. You know, because even, you know, when you're, let's put ourselves in our vendor's shoe. Mm-hmm. I have a client, my client might love me as the vendor and I have a great relationship. But as soon as I put my neck out on the line and say, Hey, you know what? I got this guy that can help you with finance. You know, his name is Steve. Mm -hmm. Go, Go see Steve. If I send him over and Steve is a complete, just doesn't know what he's doing. He's unprofessional. He's not educated. He lies. You know, he doesn't have a good, good values. Then what happens? No matter if my customer is loves me or not, he's going to be mad at me. It's going to oh, taint that relationship. Absolutely. You know?
1: Absolutely. So, yeah, one of the key factors in building relationships is integrity. You know, you have um, honesty in there, um, your moral compass, whether you have high moral values. Um, so with our dealerships and our vendors that we work with, um, our integrity is really important. Now, if you have a vendor that is a fly-by-night, really doesn't care about their customer, maybe integrity is not something that they're looking for. But if you have a dealership that is looking to build their business, looking to grow their business, looking to establish relationships with their customer base, so they have that return business, I mean, it's so expensive to get a customer initially that you want that customer to return on their own, right? That helps you to just grow and expand. So. For those kind of businesses, which are the type of businesses that we like to work with, integrity is definitely going to be key.
0: For sure. And I know you mentioned, like, you know, how some vendors might not really care about that. Mm -hmm. And they're more of a fly by night. They're all about the bottom line, the bottom dollar, which I completely understand. You know, businesses, listen, numbers are numbers. Mm -hmm. Businesses function off numbers. Right. With that being said, though, you have to look at yourself and look at the company that you work for and think to yourself, like, is that somebody I want to do business with? You know, you hear about vendors firing um, their partners, their financial partners, all the time. Mm-hmm. What, what, what we need to also take a second, we need to think about is, you know, us as financial on the financial end, we can fire our vendors too because I don't want to. I don't know about you, I don't want to work for somebody that has low morale, uh, low morality, and that their values don't align with mine because. It's just constantly going to be butting heads because they're not going to understand when you call them and say, hey, listen, you know, I talked to, you know, Jane Doe and I was explaining to her the situation. And uh, it's going to take a little longer because we need to build this the correct way correct way, and put this file together the right way to get it approved properly.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: You know, they're not going to understand that because they're going to say, what do you mean? Just, you know, say it's for the business and say it's this and so that can cause conflict and butting of heads. And mm-hmm. all that's gonna do is it's gonna slow down the streamline process and it's no good. So sometimes it's okay to fire <laughs> a vendor, you know? Oh, absolutely. And I think another thing that comes into play really big is communication.
1: Mm.
0: So many things just in like life is, communication is key in every aspect of life, whether it's relationships, you know, parenting, you mm-hmm. know, business relationships, whatever it is, there has to be communication. Cause I can't read your mind. Mm-hmm. You can't read my mind, although I you might be, be able to. You might be, you might be that, able yeah. to. You seem like somebody that <laughs> you know, a little a little brain reader there. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, communication is key because without that, how are you guys going to establish that baseline of morality and, and values that you are both going to work with each other on? You know. Right. So I think that communication is really key, and I think in this particular field, per se. When you're dealing with brokers and getting commercial financing, I think communication is something that's lacking on that end. With a lot of other lenders and brokers, and uh, I know that at Smarter Business Finance, we really, really try to hone in on communication. 100%. We want to communicate with our vendors. We want to communicate with our clients. Uh, you know, I know you're great at that. I, I, you know, I hear you on the phone, and you, you, you know, you let them know what's happening, when it's happening you know, you're not letting an approval get, you're not getting an approval and then not calling the vendor and letting them know, mm-hmm. I, I see you on the phone, I see how you work. You wanna tell me a little bit about that and how, yes. how, how, how you go about that?
1: Well, Dustin, at the end of the day, um, everybody has a deadline. Everybody's trying to reach a goal. So whether it's the customer trying to service their client base, or it's the dealership or the vendor trying to sell that next piece of equipment, or it's the finance company trying to finance because that's how they stay in business everybody has a deadline so communication is definitely important when you're trying to meet a deadline when you are trying to attain a piece of equipment or attain finance and the reason that that's so important is that if you don't know what's going on that puts you in a place where of uncertainty (laughs) for the customer you don't know if you're going to get the deal done for the dealership you don't know if you're going to get the piece of equipment sold for dealership that is trying to sell a piece of equipment. Like a customer, time is money. There are so many customers that are walking on the lot or calling in for finance from an online platform that for a dealership not to know what's going on with their deal can really be detrimental, not only to the customer but the dealership. And also, like we mentioned before, their reputation because we have online reviews now. And a customer, multiple customers can totally tank your Um, your business or your reputation by an experience that they've had that you not, you know, you don't, as the dealer or the vendor, you don't necessarily have control over, you know? So communication 100% is, is key and we are lacking there.
0: Do do you feel like you go out of your, like, it's one of the main components that you focus on is communication. Do you feel like that's actually saved some relationships with vendors that you've developed over, over time where maybe you couldn't get the deal done as fast? Mm because you were trying to be efficient and make sure that they're in the right program as opposed to cookie-cuttering it and just saying, hey, listen, this is what we got for you. Take it or leave it. That communication, has that helped you succeed?
1: I I definitely know that that is um, a key factor. I have multiple relationships where they really appreciate the transparency.
0: Yeah, well, transparency is so key, you know, especially when it comes to money and you know, dealing with these people because I feel like just so many people have a bad taste in their mouth when it comes to, um, you know, feel like they've been getting taken advantage of or Mm -hmm. whatever the case may be. I I hear stories all the time. Well, Oh, yeah, well, I got into this one loan and it ended up being completely something different than somebody told me. They told me I could pay it off and, you know, one month and, you know, it's just crazy what you hear. So I know that um, that's one of the things that I've valued um, working for Smarter Business Finances, you know, the transparency and, and how important it is to tell the truth to the mm-hmm. client, because at the end oh, of the day, yeah, you're really absolutely. not hurting anybody but yourself, ultimately the company, and it's, it's you know it's just not worth it. When you're talking about when you're talking about communication, another thing that you want to piggyback off of that is um, communicating windows of credit, right, and the wideness of the windows of credit that say Smarter Business Finance has, as mm. opposed to your local brokerage or lender. What? That's what you're so good at is when you're talking to your clients. You're, you're learning about them and Mm -hmm. what they are trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And then having access to that wide window of credit opportunities and programs is what lets you plug and play your client into a program that fits them and what they need, what they're going to need to grow their business, become more successful, more profitable. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, they're going to love you for it. They're going to refer not only your services to their friends and family, but they're going to refer the business as well. So everybody wins in the end. Right, and uh, I think that's really important. What do you see? Um, I know you've been doing this a lot longer than me. Do you feel like having that wide that wide window as opposed to like maybe just a couple programs? H- how do you feel like that benefits you? Do you feel like it's overwhelming to an extent, or do you feel like it's a necessity to survive in a market that's growing constantly like this?
1: Yeah, that's really really a good question. So the wide window, it not only services our customer, right, but it helps our vendors. So when vendors come to us, they have a lot of different customers, business owners that are coming from all walks of life. So as far as a wide range of available options, um, Smarter has really set itself apart from our competition in that we do offer that to so many vendors and customers. So when a vendor calls us, it's essentially they're calling 33 people in one to- at one time.
0: One stop shop, one, right?
1: One stop shop, absolutely. And I think
0: people want that to be honest. Oh, I mean, absolutely. It's, you know. I- my background originally before i came to finance was in hospitality mm-hmm. and the reason i was successful in that field um hospitality has a shelf life if, you, if you're in the night night the club scene so that's why okay. i kind of left that you know so <laughs> okay um but very successful nonetheless and the people the reason why people are successful in hospitality when it comes to that is because you are a one-stop shop concierge if you're good at it oh, people are going to know because they're going to come to me and they're going to say Hey, listen he's gonna know the restaurants, he's gonna know the hotels, he's gonna know the lounges, he's gonna know where live music is, everything. Mm -hmm. And that's what you are providing these people when it comes to commercial financing and growing and scaling their business. So it all is hand in hand, right? It's a one-stop shop. And I really think that's what's important. And in order to be a one-stop shop, you have to be, have have the ability to network and have reach at all these different, you know, lenders that we can bring our clients to and ultimately get approved. Right. So I think that's really cool. You touch base on how if somebody was going to come to the dealership and mm-hmm. they could get it approved at their local bank, mm-hmm. they would uh, just show up and say, hey, listen, I want that truck. I already have my financing. I'm ready to rock. Right. And the reality of the situation is people aren't doing that, and people okay. aren't doing that because the approval rate at the local bank is 18%. Is <laughs> <If laughs> you know? that? Yeah. If that
1: maybe was on a good day, not right. right today. So right now, um, as far as – Banks are concerned, when customers go to finance at their bank, they're coming up against restrictions that we might not have to, you know, have to deal with. So some of our lenders have no mileage restrictions. Some of our lenders have no age restrictions. When you go to a bank, um, a lot of the times they have preferences. They want newer equipment. They want low miles. That's if they do commercial finance. And then a lot of the times the banks they need at least three years. A lot of our customers that come to us have been in business for less than three years. Doesn't mean that they lack the industry experience up. They wouldn't be coming to us, coming to us if they didn't, if you know, if they didn't have the experience, but they don't have that time in business that's required. So to get done at your personal bank is far few and in between. But we do always ask the customer, have you tried your local bank? Have you tried your credit union? And nine times out of ten, they've tried them, and they said no, despite the fact that they have their relationship established, they have their money there, they've been long-time customers. It is a business. And so local banks are not willing to take the risk on businesses that have been established less than five years. As you know, that's high risk under five years is high risk Um, they're not willing to take the risk on businesses that don't come to the table with enough working capital you know so we're really a key player in this and that we're able to help those businesses that are new that are getting started as long as you have some industry experience I mean you have to pay some of your bills you know we're not (laughs) you know we know if you don't pay everybody else you're not gonna pay us right but Mm -hmm. um, well we definitely have options where we can give customers to make their dream a reality and vendors are every day you know sending us customers that are looking to finance their dreams and we help them do that
0: that that folds back into communication you communica- you communicating to the person that's coming to you for that loan that hey maybe we're not your best fit mm-hmm. right now have you tried your local bank have right. you tried your credit union And then they hang up the phone and they say, you know what, I'm going to go try that. And then they try. And when they come back to you, how much more appreciative are they of you for at least, hey, listen, she even told me, hey, go try this because honestly, that's going to be your best option. Right. And then come see me if they say no. Right. And nine times out of ten, they're coming back to you because the bank told them no.
1: Right. It's
0: very hard. That's something that really sets and resonates with me when it comes to this company, um, how they, you know, it's not just like take, 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 take. It's. It's giving information. You're not Mm -hmm. just here to close a deal. You're here to educate and coach, right? It's part of coaching life. You have to coach people on certain things. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to that they have all this experience and they're breaking out and they want to start their own thing. You know, they just don't know how to go about it. Like, oh yeah, I want to do a business. Okay, well, have you got an LLC or a corp? Or are you going to do it as a sole prop? You know, people people just don't know these things. I'm driving home on communication because I think that's probably one of the most important things that we're mentioning in here besides Mm -hmm. integrity and communicating these things is so so important because if you're telling somebody, you know, well this is the steps that you have to take and you're kind of coaching them, you are essentially like a business partner with them, yeah, right? You're, you're consulting. Yeah. 100%. So like they're going to come back to you. Oh yeah, definitely. You know. And uh the, people don't take that stuff for granted because in a day-to-day where it's like there's so much information, so many things are out there and so many people are trying to charge people for everything it's like hey buy my course hey click this link i'm going to show you how to do this you know for 599 mm-hmm. i'll teach you listen pick up the phone call smarter business we're going <laughs> to help you we're going to show you what right. to do all for right sure. yeah. um but i mean yeah communicating is so much so key and you know the banks getting out of this game is it's, it's right in our face right now yeah. banks are pulling out of equipment financing um and i think that it's just In my opinion i feel like they don't think that the risk is worth the reward and um you know i'd be interested to see what your take is on why why you think more banks are are declining to buy these deals
1: well i mean you've you've hit on it the risk so we've seen this previously that um the risk that their the banks are taking they're just they're just not willing to take and so that's why brokers are brokers like smarter equipment finance are are so important because you still have those customers that are coming on your lot, that are calling your phone, that have found equipment that they want to purchase, but they don't have anyone to finance it for them, right? Mm. The local banks they don't qualify for, they're closing up shop because of the risk. Um, So we're really, like I said, with the options that we have, the 33 program options that we have available, we're a vendor and dealership's best friend one, one person, you don't have to speak to different departments to get your deal done. One person that speaks to your customer, a business that operates in integrity, going to let you know what's going on from point A to point B. A lot of the times we can let a dealership know within the first hour or two if this is a deal. You know, now there are sometimes or there are hidden factors that may come up that sometimes, you know, it's not a deal, but on the surface it looks good. But at the end of the day, it's about building client relationships, vendors being able to build their business as well as helping out customers. And we're willing to take the risk because I don't know if you know, but um, our business owners, our, our, our presidents, they actually had A-plus credit, more than enough to finance their own equipment. And they were told no by their own lender, by their own bank. And so they had to go out and find finance from a lender. And so they really have a heart towards helping business owners to get finance, you know? So they they, they have a personal experience. And I remember um, day one of my orientation, the number one rule is if you lie, you're fired. So um, it's all about the relationship, you know, right. out there. So today, a lot of brokers, as far as, communication. Um, The customers, when I I speak with a lot of customers, they were just ghosted, literally, by the lender. They don't know what happened. They don't know why they didn't qualify. They don't know what they can do to make it better, to be in a better position the next time that they try. So, their spirits are broken, you know. They don't really want to try the next time. They're skeptical of the next caller, the next person that they speak with. And so, it's really important to us here at Smarter how we handle our customers. Because at the end of the day, that can be a family friend, right? At mm-hmm. the end of the day, if we were the owners, if we were to be in that position, we would want to be treated with respect. We want to, you know, if you can help me, let me know. If you can't help me, let me know. Don't ghost me, that's totally unprofessional, so.
0: Right. You know, I had a question for you. When you're breaking into vendors, because since we're talking about vendor relationships and why it's important for these vendors to have relationships with people like us and a company like this. Mm-hmm how do you what kind of objectives do you get when you're talking to these vendors and you know listen everybody's busy in a world today's world everybody's got a million places to be at a million different times nobody has time for anything unless it's benefiting them Mm -hmm. right up front you know so when you get somebody on the phone and you're talking to this person oh yeah, yeah yeah we're good we got we got plenty but are you really good though like mm-hmm. you're every so you're telling me every single deal that you have is getting approved right so you might be good on the service level but let's scratch a little deeper tell me are you really good what are you doing with the two sales that might have fell through the cracks are you making enough money where you just don't care where I don't want to deal with those people or are you gonna give that person a second chance and send them to somebody that has a wide range of credit options 33 programs that they could fit into? you know, uh, hundreds of programs actually, 33 lenders right. within that 33 lenders, hundreds of programs, send them to us. Let, them ta- let us take an eye on them. You know, do you find that you breaking that down to vendors helps building that relationship? Or what do you, what do you feel like when you're talking to these people, How, what kind of reaction you're getting?
1: I mean, we have to keep in mind that vendors are receiving these calls all day, every day, right? So what's gonna set you apart? I find that when I call vendors, What they really like is the fact that we do communicate, um, and they like the fact that we do soft pulls. So initially, when we're trying to um, get their customer finance, we're not here to hurt their customer.
0: Huge. We want
1: to help them, right? And if we can't help them, then we're going to let the dealership know. We'll let the customer know um, that we're not able to help you at this time. But here are a couple of things that you can work on that will put you in a better position next time. Um, There are lenders and. You know, institutions out there that will finance someone that um, isn't necessarily what we consider ready, but they're going to put the customer in a loan where they pay for that equipment, for example, two or three times. That's not the kind of business that we're looking to do. So um, when I talk to vendors, I let them know, number one, that we do a soft pull. I'll let you know whether I can help your customer or not. Um, And then number two, we build commercial credit. So as we've mentioned before, most customers can't go to their bank. But then I've ta- also talked to tons of customers that are looking for commercial credit because they want to build their commercial portfolio.
0: I mean, yeah, that's the goal, right? I mean, building commercial credit is so important and pivotal mm-hmm. when you're trying to grow and scale a business. Because, you know, you don't always want to have to – if you do it correctly and you do it the right way and, and you're responsible with it, mm-hmm. you can go get equipment for your business and not even have to PG. right right Right. your business is taking responsibility for that right so you're never going to get to that next level and punch through if you cannot um, establish those first couple lines and build from there so commercial credit is so important and that's one of the aspects of this job that I love is helping people get on that right path and Mm -hmm. break through and, and coach them on how to do that and you know ultimately become successful and profitable another thing that vendors like for us is the ability to have ease of access to applications that can be filled out online whether it's at smarter equipment finance or we build you a custom link if you build a relationship with a vendor if you call your vendor and you say hey listen um i really you know i really enjoy doing business with you i love to cultivate a relationship how can i streamline this for you and make this easier so that really you know it can be kind of hands-off and you can focus on what you're good at and that's selling equipment Sell the equipment, let me handle the finance aspect. We can build you a custom link, put it on your website, they click it, it's filled out, it gets sent to me, I start working right away, and if we need anything, I give you a call. But nine times out of ten, you know, we can do it just based off of that, some along those lines.
1: So, another thing that, um, you know, I really like about Smarter is that we kind of streamline the process for our vendors and dealerships. I mean, for those vendors that are really Large, they may have their own applications which are great but for those that need it we have a service with applications right
0: i mean yeah i think that's huge honestly and Mm -hmm. um, you know we're, we're fortunate enough to one of the founders of this company he's like Mega mind when it comes to computers, right? Mm-hmm. So if you need an application link, you send it over to him. Rob, he's like, right? yeah, no problem. <laughs> Rob just gets on there and just blows it up before you know. it, Like, there's a link. Mm-hmm. You can send that to your vendor, and I know that I have vendors that really appreciate that. Where it's like you come across somebody, maybe it's a smaller mom and pop shop, mm-hmm. but you know they're moving they're moving equipment and they're helping people and they're they're getting these these deals done. They have customers. You're opening up a whole new access to them, and it. it you're ultimately growing their business. They, they might look at it that way, they might not, but what you're doing is you are giving them the fuel that they need to grow and scale their own business as mm-hmm. they're helping individuals scale their business. So, you know, I have a couple of vendors that you go on their site and then you click Get Financing, and it will bring them to a Smarter Business Financing page where they can fill out the application. It streamlines the process, and that leaves the salesperson to do what they do in that cell. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's really, um, a good way to innovate and ultimately make the process easier people are always going to choose the least path of resistance right so is the easier it is the more you can give them the more likely it is that this will work out and you guys can grow and cultivate together cultivate those relationships so i think that that's huge um, personally
1: what also makes it really cool is i mean we have multiple ways that they can do the application process for those vendors that are super busy and they just want to give a number. We do the application over the phone. They can have the customers to call us. Um, We have it to where, like you mentioned, we can do it on their website where the customer can go onto their website and fill out the application. What I really like about that though and most of the vendors that I work with is the transparency of it. Um, You have some lenders and um, institutions out there that will have your app will have an application right that your customers can fill out but that application only goes to the lender or it only goes to the finance institution so you don't really know as a vendor who filled out the application what mm-hmm. i really appreciate about smarter is that when we get an application you get an application because at the end of the day we're human and something might fall through the crack and then also we want that transparency you know right. we want to let you know that if Teresa applied, this is where we're at with Teresa, but you know the that we didn't snake that finance. And And right. when you mentioned earlier um, about, you know, building that vendor relationship or getting vendors to try smarter or to see if we're a good fit, a lot of vendors like that we don't snake their deals. If we get a customer that's approved with them, that customer is... Purchasing with them unless the vendor says otherwise, you know, if the customer decides not to that's one thing But we're not going to snake that deal. We're not going to take it to another dealership, you know, so That's something that I really like as well.
0: No, yeah, I think that's super key. That's super important Um, I've had vendors complain where you know There's been finance companies that they were dealing with like you said where the application gets filled out It gets sent in and then it's like where did it go? What I I don't even know, you know, so that is a really cool feature that, that, that is. And you know what, honestly, you can even fill out an application and fax it in if you need to. If you want to do 1980s, right? If you want to that. We got some old school guys <laughs> that maybe right. they want to fill out an application and fax it in, we can do it that way too. Right. Um, the possibilities are really endless. Um, at the end of the day, we're here to solve problems and that's how we're gonna do it. Whether it's email, a link, call in, fax, whatever the case may be, we're gonna get it done. And I think that's one of the things that sets us apart from, you know, a lot of people. Um, I I always it, when we're t- we're talking about this, and I just can't help but keep thinking about um, the Office. That's like one of my favorite shows. Mm-hmm. But um, oh there's a, there's an episode where Dwight's on a sales call with Jim, and they're they're pitching their paper sales to this guy, and he's like, they're he's buying from big box stores, mm-hmm. and he's like, oh no, we're good. You know, I I like our setup and all this, and then. And Jim goes, well, tell me something that you don't like. And the guy's trying to think of something. So Dwight's on the phone, like like he's kind of being rude in the background. And the guy keeps looking at him. He's like, what are you doing on the phone? He, he, like the whole meeting, the guy's on the he's on the phone. Mm-hmm. And then finally he puts on a speaker, and he's on hold I remember the that whole one. time right. waiting right. to get a hold of somebody mm-hmm. to get some help <laughs> from where this guy buys his paper. Right. So then Dwight says... I've been on hold for 27 minutes, hangs up the phone, goes over to the guy's desk like a boss, dials Dunder Mifflin, and then they answer like, hi, welcome to Dunder Mifflin. How can we help you? You know, and that was like, boom, the guy was sold. Right. And I always, that resonates for that me. It just nice. feels so appropriate in this setting <laughs> to, to uh, talk about that episode because it's the truth. It's like, try to call one of these, these you know, big Companies like that are just mass producing like dials and doing this and just like cookie cutter programs. Mm -hmm. Good luck. Okay. Now you can call Smarter Business Finance and you're going to pick up the phone. Oh, yeah. They're going to get a chance to talk to you. Whether it's good or bad, if they have a question, you're going to find out. You're going to get the answer for them. So, I mean, that's one of the things that I really like about this company. And, um, I think that that helps us drive home to a lot of vendors like why we're different. What sets us apart? Cause in a world where they're getting, you know, telemarketed by 50,000 finance companies a day, mm-hmm. there has to be the why, what is it? Why, 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 why you? Well, this is why. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is, um, a big part of the success of this company and will be a continued part of success in this company. And, um, it's people like you that make it happen, so thank and you. And
1: like you, thank you. And so that concludes episode 11. Hopefully it has been
0: um. Yeah, I had a, a great, great time episode. talking to you. I, Fun I, for you. I, I loved it. And um, guys, make sure that you go ahead and click the links below. Um, they're going to be attached. You can go ahead and see Trustpilot reviews and everything that you need. Go ahead and visit the website. Um, give us a call if you want to talk to us, just say so you saw the video. We'd love to chat with you. All right, guys, have a good one.
1: Thanks for watching or listening. If you're listening through a podcast app, we would love it if you would be so kind as to leave a review. If you are watching this on YouTube, it would mean the world to us if you left a comment or gave us a big thumbs up. And lastly, if you're looking at us on the website, if you would let us know an episode that's of interest to you, That would be fantastic.